You're listening to Yo! and Underlords Podcast. Brought to you by YetiArcade.com. Yo! 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 Level up your game by getting the latest news, reviews, and strategy to help you in your quest to becoming a Lord of the White Spire. And now your hosts... Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Yo! An Underlords Podcast brought to you by YetiArcade.com. Today is Sunday, October 27th of 2019, and here in Kansas City, I'm your host, J.R. Cook, and I am joined by our full-fledged Big Update crew as we talk about the Big Update and everything that hit Underlords today, or not today, but this week, coming all the way from Amish country, Indiana, we've got... Mr. Big Time Contract himself, Willie. How's it going? <laughs> What's up? Uh, what what a weekend, right? It was a very exciting weekend for Underlords, and I, I'm That's really true. pumped to get into it. So, yeah. well. you, You've done a lot of stuff this weekend. We'll jump into that here in a few <laughs> minutes. Um, but then coming all the way from up by Canada, Michigan, I need to come up with a better name for, for Charlie, but we have Charlie here. How's it going, Charlie? Oh, doing pretty well. I am loving this update. I, I can't wait to have like just all the time in the world to just play it. Um, I'm going to have some vacation time coming up soon, so I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, as for me, I, I haven't. I, I've got to play a little bit. I got to play yesterday. I've been getting ready for leaving for BlizzCon. Um, so I've been packing for that. Um, played some games yesterday. Figured out the how, how the game goes. Played some duos with Willie. Um, I'm do this. This update was almost everything I wanted it to be, and I'm excited for when I get back from BlizzCon to really jump in and play it. Although I did play on my phone yesterday too, so I might be playing a little bit at BlizzCon. Yeah, yeah, I've been more incentivized to play on my phone recently as well, especially like even if I'm in a mode mood to just sort of like learn stuff and mess around, they have that new um, freestyle option, which is great. Or you can just proto pass a few boss, a few bot matches to, uh, you know, try and get some underlord talents unlocked for your guys. It's it's nice to have uh, have that drive to want to play again so much so that mobile feels like a, a good option <laughs> and and the thing i i think i like about um mobile right now is before it felt like the game wasn't quite the same because when i played on pc like mobile felt different but they changed yeah. the ui so much right now that they both feel sort of similar in regards now yeah i think for the people that are really um down on the new ui and, and some of it rightfully so i i think not mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. able to see what other people are in comps and in duos is kind of a problem but in general um being the, the ui is probably a little more uh, mobile friendly now uh, i i'd agree with you there yeah the only thing i didn't like is I've, I've i'm still running into like a couple bugs that completely crashed the game on mobile um ran into that uh tw- in two different games where i was just dragging an item to a um to a hero and the game would just keep crashing on me every time I did that. That was annoying. Yeah, yeah. That seems like they've been uh really on it with the hot fixes. So hopefully uh whatever bugs that keep causing these uh these crashes or whatnot will get resolved yeah. in the next few days. Yeah. But Willie, you've you've done a lot in the last <laughs> few days. Um I feel like ever since Friday you've been all in on Underlords. What have you been up to? So um over at uh, Underlords Pro, uh, we had 
the first ever uh, under or Underlords Duo tournament. It was an invitational. Uh, we called it the Batty Battle Buddies Invitational. Um, and we invited a, a great many player. Um, we've had, you know, Je- Jella, um, Gara, Dr. S- like Dr. Swift, 1437, Swim, uh, Bruised by God, um, Pinty, um, but it was Ninja Ninja Ninja. We had Bebe out there casting with uh, Breaky CPK as well uh, with me, and just it, it's, it was a lot of fun. It was it was a small prize pool. It was just two hundred dollars just spread out among top four. Um, but we had Icarus and It's Martini uh, winning the whole thing. One four three seven and Doctor Swift coming in second. Um, and the funny thing about one, four, three, seven, and like we were laughing about it, the whole cast, he went the exact same build, just him. One, four, three, seven with the exact same build every round. <laughs> like it, it, that was the funniest thing <laughs> about that. But, uh, moving on real quick. Uh, yeah, I said Jella and sun smile, uh, took, or no Gara and Jella, uh, came in third and like they were one of the teams I was expecting to potentially win the whole thing, and they got nuked <laughs> first round. Like she said, they faced three three star beastmasters in a row, and they took sixty damage over three rounds. Oh jeez. Yeah, wow. you're not really coming back from that. No. Um. So they took eighth in the first game, but then the next three games, second, second, second. <laughs> like it was by far the most consistent performance. So it's like the Buffalo Bills in the nineties. <laughs> they weren't they weren't winning anything but they were making it to the final game um so and then we have uh ceremonials and sunsmile rounding up out the top four and they had a uh they had a pretty good early run and then they just kind of hit a brick wall in that last round and that last round in the tournament was just absolute killers like the 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 top eight, you know, Icarus, Martini, one, four, three, seven, Doctor Swift, Garrett, uh, Jella, Sunsmile, Ceremonials, Pinty, you know, S Judd, Swim, Croak, Bruised by God, R Rislin or G Rislin, like, like these are known players, like yeah. people, like it was, it was nuts, it was a lot of fun, it was absolute chaos because, like, you could tell, just people had ideas in mind running in, like we are, we are doing this strat. You know, let's go, let, you know, let's run the too big to fail plan. Um, I'm good. You're my bank. I'm going to give you all my money. And then we're just going to start high rolling at, at like round 10. You know, it's it was really cool to watch. Um, there's definitely some UI changes that need to be made for like spectators. Right. Because um, now because like, oh, my God, like you can move the camera like in and out. So you can almost like look at eye level with like the pieces as they're fighting. And that can set up some really cool shots if you'd let me spin the camera left and right around <laughs> the board. Like, let me move this camera. I will give you magic. Yeah, that does seem like pretty cool when it gets down to the last few units in a fight, especially when it's uh, if it's it's if it's a highly contested, you know, first and second place finish. You can kind of zoom in and present it in almost a cinematic showdown style at the end. Yeah, it'd yeah make the exactly. game a little more interesting to watch. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, like and I was I and I, I throughout the uh, cast I was kind of just experimenting with that a bit because like that's a really cool obs tool like you could do like a full on you're looking straight down at the board not and not at that slight angle so that really sets up like the start 
of a uh, match. And then as you as you uh, as the match progresses, you can like kind of pan down and get more of that eye level style stuff. So yeah. like, God, just give me that camera valve, please. <laughs> but yeah, like the everyone. I don't want to say I was right because I've been saying I thought duos was going to be the way Valve moves forward with esports for this particular title. Um, and all and everyone I've talked to after after the tournament like are like hell yes duos. I don't play singles. Just play duos. Get a friend. Play the game. And and really after watching that duos tournament, I'm largely in agreement. That was a hell of a lot of fun to play with. Um, watching the duos, watching like players strategize auto chess together is wonderful. Like, give me a 4v4 mode. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if I'd go that far. That would be kind of crazy. Duos, well, duos so, by itself is pretty intense to play, too. So, um, there in Dota Auto Chess, um, with Beyond the Summit, I admined, well, I actually I ran, yeah, I ran the uh, Auto Chess Staff Cup, which was uh, Beyond the Summit and a bunch of other like Star Ladder, DreamHack. Like, they all sent some people, like four people over to like play Auto Chess. And how it would work was when all members of one team, because uh, there's no duos mode, there's no actual 4v4 mode in Dota Auto Chess. So, we kind of like put this together where in game, once all four members of a team were eliminated, the match was done. So it was very there was a very real possibility you would get team kills. And to and but the tournament was a lot of fun to watch. Like I, I had a blast running it, I had a blast watching it. But it, to have like a 4v4 mode would be absolutely bonkers to watch. I think it would be the best fun I would ever have casting something. Hmm. I don't know. It, right now, the way that duos is set up and the way that um, uh, the strategies um, uh, to play duos is done, like mm -hmm. like we were playing last night, Willie, and like just trying to uh, pay attention to everything that's happening just between the two of us was pretty intense for the most part. On yeah, like yeah, shoot, yeah. Uh, I, hey, I need I need this gold. Hey. I need to send you this gear. Hey, clear your damn bench. <laughs> we, we had that. We had that moment where I accidentally sold three two-star dazzles in a row. Right. Because I, I couldn't honestly, clear my bench quick enough. I honestly think, and maybe this won't be true for high-level players and whatnot, but in duos mode, I think it's best to kind of leave one bench spot open at all points, if possible. Treat it as if you only have seven spots. That way, your partner can contribute easily when needed without there having to be a big like panic sell to accommodate what your partner found. Yeah. Um, obviously, like high level <laughs> players might be right. Nah. Uh, high level players nah. might be able to, to to manage that a lot better. But like me personally, I I when I mean me and Zex only played one game together in duos, but I was just always trying to keep like one or two bench spots open. Yeah, and that's and yeah, that's not a bad strat, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Willie, I found what you needed, but I can't give it to I, you. I'm like, yeah, I got three dazzles. You're not in dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kept like I did it to, I did this to JR2 last night, but I kept feeding after you get a three-star unit, I keep feeding them in units. Oh yeah, you were I doing that see, to me too. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Cause I want to see if you can have multiple stars of one like can you have a three-star LC and a two-star LC on the same I'm sure board? You can. I can put that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying board. to do. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. And I just had yeah, no interest in doing thing. it. I just had no interest in doing that. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I'm I, selling. Like, it. That's gonna. That's gonna. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Enjoy the econ. <laughs> like that's honestly still a net gain in the end. Right. You know. 
I'm curious, can it would probably be a bug if it, if you could, but I haven't seen how friends and family discount interacts in duos. Does one player buy a unit on the cheap, sell it to the or pass it to the other player, and can they sell it for a net gain? Of oh money? my! If they could, that would be a bug. But I, I doubt they will be able to. Since yeah, um, because right now, so I was actually playing a single player game last night, and I got the friends, and I I was and I never take it. And then I was curious. I'm like, oh, can I buy something and resell? You can't. But if you had bought something previously before the friends and family uh, discount, you, can sell, it for you can sell it for the full. I would imagine that that stays with Wait. the unit when you pass it. Well, it de yeah, it depends if that um, kind of, like I guess, debuff to the economy is applied to the unit or applied through the item's presence. I think it's, the, a, it's, it's applied to the unit, I believe. Okay. The way that it was playing tells me it's applied to the unit. And that, but that probably makes sense. Like I said, I, I, it would be a bug if it didn't. So right. <laughs> I just haven't tested it out. We yet. can test it out, but um, I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to work. I've been yeah. landing on a lot of friends and family discounts here recently. Games go longer. You get better economy value. If you, if you hit friends and family, when you're still looking for stuff, let's say you're in big stuff and you have 50 gold. It's amazing. Like it, the amount it allows you to reroll and save and find the units you want, especially if like your build calls for a one-star unit that you were kind of close on. And now it's just a free unit when it comes up. So why not build it? Uh, there's just a lot of benefits to it. You got to have a good economy for it though, and be going for a late game build, I think. Yeah. So my right. most unfavorite thing about um duos is when you go to send someone a unit the send and the sell button are right next to each other <laughs> yes yeah. i need to look at the hotkey for send i think that would make things a lot easier i i, I haven't done that yet let's see oh yeah. uh, a, a small problem i have with duos is when you try to send a unit over and their, their bench is full um it cues the message into their speech box. So if I spam the button, how can like at one point, like was saying was like the message was popping up for like a full minute of you need to clear your bench. You need to clear your bench. You need to clear your bench. Uh, oh no. Yeah. And so, I'm like, yeah, so I'm I'm, like uh, uh, shut up. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure you can crash the game with that. So <laughs> that might be like, I actually do want to test that out at some point and just smash the, like set a macro to like click every Tenth of a second. Thought in one of the hot fixes they mentioned spamming, but I don't know. Um, maybe that was just in bots. Bots were spamming some sort of a message. Yeah, Either way, maybe we're aware. Uh, send uh, sending people to your friend's bench is F. By the way, that's that's pretty handy. Oh. Unit to friend F for friend F. That's a that's a good tip to have i'll have to try it out here in duos um yeah i noticed when i was really plugged into this game i was using a lot more hotkeys and and lately i've been kind of lazy and just not using hotkeys so it's, yeah. it's slowed down my play a bit i, I think it's important but, yeah i think i've never used hotkeys <laughs> i i what I, I haven't been just because the ui is so different right now and i'm still trying to navigate through it um the, for for me the big one is buying in the shop one two two, three, four, five, like that saves a lot of time and as opposed to clicking on the unit. Same thing with T for leveling up and R for reroll. If you can like get used to using those little bit of hot keying, it will speed up your gameplay quite a bit. Yeah. And yeah. Speed yeah, up yeah. your decisions and yeah. things like that. Um, you don't know how many times I've, uh, wasn't using hotkeys and I go to do something and I only had like a second left. And because mm. moving the mouse was too slow, I could have probably have done it with a hotkey and got it done. But, um, I'm still just not used to doing that yet. So. Yeah. Yeah, it takes practice, that's for sure. And like I said, I, I'm not doing it anymore either because I've been, you know, taking a break uh, 
until recently when the big update dropped. But uh, yeah, I, I just I've gotten lazy with it myself. I need to get back into good habits. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the big update. This week in Dota Underlords. So, Hold on. <laughs> we weren't into the big update already? <laughs> I think we were just ranting duos. about our we experiences about with duos. the game. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about, uh, this is us now talking about what was in the big update. Of course, yeah. we've already talked about duos at this point. Um, yes. We'll jump back into that maybe a little bit later. Um, but uh, the other new mode that uh, uh, Underlords brought out was freestyle, where you can create any combat scenario that you want and watch it play in a custom sandbox, and you can share that board that you set up with others. So it's a good way to hop in and test different things. I haven't played with this yet, so I don't know what it's like, uh, to be honest. This isn't something that I probably will use a lot, um, but I can see where people would really enjoy this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am very excited about. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say I want to give a shout out to uh, Aller Deem who created a manual chessboard in this mode. Uh, all the same, the pawns. Uh, I, I'm not too up on uh, who's who right now, but it looks like Sand King and Queen of Pain are the king and queen on one side, and uh, Dragon Knight and uh, Crystal Maiden are the king and queen on the other side. Right. Full of pawns. It's it's just uh, it's a neat idea. Yeah, uh, it's actually really cool. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to like set up weird scenarios in this. Like, I, I haven't gotten to touch it yet, but like this kind of mode just speaks to me on an atomic level. Yeah, I figured you would be all about that. <laughs> yes. If I have questions like that, I I can't find the answer to. Like a while ago, when I was trying to figure out if uh, Dragonite had the same range amongst all modes, I would probably use that that uh that for that. But I, I can't. I'm with DJR. I probably won't use it too much just because it doesn't have, uh, it, other than answering questions I can't find the answer to, which is rare when you have yeah. the internet. Uh. <laughs> when it comes to like this kind of stuff, like it, it just doesn't interest me. Like people love the heck out of like Mario Maker and games like that. And mm -hmm. I sit down and I'm like, I, I don't get it. Like this isn't <laughs> enjoyable to me at all. And I feel this, that kind of stuff, like that's kind of sandbox type stuff. I just feel that way. I think the only sandbox style game I've ever gotten into was Minecraft. So yeah, for me, I think uh, you can use it to you know farm data. Like if you want to see who would win in a fight between these two people and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just my dad can beat up your my, dad. Just not mm -hmm. my style of stuff. Um, but those were the two new modes: duos and freestyle. Um, now hopping into the general gameplay, uh, we talked about jail to a pretty decent extent last week, um, because we had an update about how jail worked. That's every 24 hours, a small number of heroes are detained. Um, basically they're banned for that day. Uh, we were wrong about one thing. We even named the show after this and we were completely lying. freaking wrong. Is... It says it right here. Yeah. <laughs> it like... says it in the line. It says all alliances can still be completed even with these absences well if legion commander is in jail i cannot complete the champion alliance that's true <laughs> so but... that's just a straight up live of thank you <laughs> yeah uh we were also wrong that aces we, we but this was an assumption that we yeah. assumed yeah. aces probably wouldn't be jailed but that's that's not true aces yep. can definitely be jailed and um, it really shapes some certain strategies i mean yeah. uh, obviously you don't always need to go aces I mean, mages really like having Lich in the pool. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it the whole 
the whole fact that Legion Commander got jailed leads me to wonder if they could ever do something like Bloodbound where they just put all those units in jail. It would suck yeah, for a big time contract. Like I don't see them doing that because there's an item that, you know, would would just be useless in games. But Yeah, I'm guessing when they say all alliances, they're just in a cheeky way, not referring to champion because champion is its own alliance. And I'm kind of being a jerk, uh, a, a word jerk about it with the way they worded it. I'm sure there's a reason why champion can go out and simply because you don't need it to complete any alliance other than itself and its own alliance isn't a real alliance. So I don't think we'll see like Bloodbound guys go in because I was concerned that Bloodbound would never go in, but then they went ahead and made a unit change and now Bloodseeker's Bloodbound. So there are three Bloodbounds. So a Bloodbound can be in jail. Yeah. Yep. Um, Same thing with Dead Eyes, I believe, as well, or the the other one I mentioned. I don't right. remember. Um. So the big change that I really liked was the XP change that they did. Um. XP is now advanced in increments of five instead of four. Um. Each click of the XP wheel now spends five gold to gain five XP. Um. So the old XP curve, um, you know, went from zero all the way to 128. Um, now the new curve goes from zero to 150. So you're spending more gold basically to level up now. Mm-hmm. But what makes this such a good change is I don't have to do all of the stupid math on figuring out how much gold I need to spend to level up. And it's like, okay, I need 16 um, experience points to level up. That's 20 gold 15 gold 20 gold or or, 20 gold yeah 20 gold because it's four times (laughs) this this is proving my point yep (laughs) now it's just now just matches up nicely yeah increments of five is a lot easier to do on the fly as far as math wise goes and uh it it is kind of slowed the game down but in a really good way i think like not so much that like the games feel too long it's just it's nice to actually get to like level 35 rather than a lot of games kind of dying you know, ending somewhere between 31 and 34, yeah. which it's how the meta felt prior. Uh, everybody's moving a little bit slower now, though, because it costs more to level up. Yeah. Not not crazy amounts. As I mentioned, it's only going to cost you, you know, a total of 22 more to reach level 10 now. But yeah, but um, I don't know. It, it feels like we went from the imperial system to the metric system. <laughs> and it's just so much better. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah, that's pr- that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Now, when you put it like that, yeah, that makes absolute sense. We switched to metric. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is. It just makes Holy everything cow. <laughs> um. Uh, what, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna move on to the uh, item tier yeah. drops. If if anybody. Uh, just mainly t- they've changed the way that the items drop from the creep waves the big one there's been a lot of percentage changes i don't want to jump into all of them the big one to note now is at level 30 you used to have a 50 percent chance at a tier 3 and a 50 percent chance at a tier 4 you now have a 20 percent chance at a tier 3 and a 80 percent chance at tier yep. 4 that, that's a so you're gonna see change. a lot more tier f- yeah yeah and then uh, 35, the other wave that you're most likely to get to now that the games are going a little bit longer. It used to be tier three was 20% and tier four was 80%. Um, but now it's tier four is 70% and tier five is 30%. Now I've gotten more Shiva's guards and desperate measures in recent games than I had gotten in a long time. So the tier five on, on 35 is, is very relevant. You're seeing those items a lot more now. Yep. I agree with that. And I, I've noticed I, that change huge 
hugely um, in the handful of games I've been able to play. There, there was a uh, a small update to this as well. Um, they added a wave fifty five uh, boss after Roshan, and uh, you're fighting Gaven. Right. <laughs> what what's that? Gaven's <laughs> the owner of Valve. Yeah. Oh wait, seriously? Like his <laughs> no, face? No. 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 no, no Lily completely <laughs> just made that up. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I I just pull, I riffed that completely just now. <laughs> well, I didn't riff it completely. I said it on Twitter a few days ago. A couple people got some laughs. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. you know what, there's a there's a Gaben uh, voice pack in Dota too. So putting Gaben in Underlords wouldn't actually shock me. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah he's the owner, CEO, whatever you want to say of Valve. Um, he's the he's the head honcho over there. So and he's a he's he's a really cool guy too. Like just yeah, I don't know. like I I remember I remember I emailed him. Um, back in Portal 2 was just getting uh, released and they did something on Steam where you kind of collect all these potatoes um, by playing these different games, these different indie games. And so you had to do like special things in all of these games uh, and to get a potato and there's 36 potatoes. And if you got all 36 potatoes, you got a golden potato. And by getting that golden potato, I ended up getting... Um, Portal 2 for free. Like, every Valve game I got on Steam oh, wow. for free. And they didn't that's announce awesome. what the prize was that you know for getting these beforehand. It's just that's what you ended up getting after it was all like said and done. And nice. uh, I emailed Gabe and told him, hey, this was some of the most fun I have ever had um, in playing like video games before because I spent like a week just collecting all these potatoes. And it yeah. was a really cool reward. And he responded to my email. And, that's that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he, if you guys wanted to trick me though, you could have easily told me that Gaben was Roshan's brother with more heads or something, and I would have bought it because I don't really know anything. About this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like I like Valve likes to do goofy events for their for the, for Dota like Dire. Like I'll tell you off off the show, I'll tell you guys about the the legend of Dire Tide, <laughs> and. And like I, I wouldn't expect I, I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if they did something silly like by put making Gabe in a unit and putting him in the game for like April Fool's Day or something. I actually I want to see that now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Gaben in in Underlords on April Fool's Day. I want to see him as an Underlord. Yes, even better. <laughs> even it's like Seth Killian and Dive Kick. That's a really obscure reference. Not many people are gonna get that. I apologize. All right. <laughs> Um, but moving on here, uh, we, we talked about the UI changes already. There's a huge overhaul in it. Very jarring to play. I'm still trying to get used to it. I like, I like the UI changes. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just, uh, it, the game just feels completely different because of them. Um, and it just takes a little bit to get used to it. Um, yeah, visually it's a bit different and there's yeah. a couple places where you were used to being able to go to for some information that aren't currently available. It's mainly duo mode. Yep. Uh, Hero voice lines, they, they <laughs> evidently made things a little more chatty. I've been playing all my games with sound <laughs> off, so I haven't noticed this, so... Put put your headphones on when we play duos, honestly, because like I don't I don't understand most of this stuff, but a lot of these lines were making me laugh. Like um just just various interactions that characters had with one another. The underlords are a little bit more chatty than I think I'd like. I'd like yeah. to hear the units more often than the underlords, but like 
Yeah. Um, it, uh, there's been some, I can't think of any specific examples either, other than Axe talking about wanting murder and beer or something like that. I, <laughs> I, I just remember laughing like a lot when they were actually talking. Nice. Like catching like, me off guard. Yeah, like uh, with Bristle back in the game now, I really want to start playing him and Tusk together because I had talked about it. I had talked about their interaction previously, like with their lore and stuff. So I really want to see what happens when you start throwing those two guys together because, like, I just love that story of those two. Yeah, yeah, there has uh, definitely been some cool, cool little interactions that I found. Yeah, I love stuff like that. It's just um, when I play on my phone, I don't play with sound at all. Yeah, that, most the of the games I've played have been on my phone. So got it. Um, and the games that I played last night with Willie, I I had the sound of my game off, uh, so that me and him could talk through stuff. And See, I, didn't I turn have the... my sound all the way up when I play with Willie. Oh, that I, God. I should take that <laughs> advice. I should have done that last night, to be honest. Char Charlie, why are you the way you are? Pick anybody else in the world. Go be them. <laughs> um, but one of the biggest things that happened with this update was definitely Underlords. We knew it was coming. We just yeah. didn't know what it was yet. Yeah. I Yeah. And we were all completely wrong on our predictions on what Underlords would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm actually glad I was wrong. I'm very glad I, I was wrong because the game would have turned into Clash of Underlords. <laughs> <laughs> I I really thought with the way hype was first presented that it would be use, utilized in the same way Mana was. So when I got to that assumption, I kind of started thinking, well, if they have three abilities, are they just going to cast them arbitrarily or are we going to have to start manually clicking when to activate Underlords abilities? Oh my God, is there a manual component to this game? It's going to change so much. So I spent about a day freaking out about that until i found out i was completely wrong so that was nice <laughs> <laughs> you were you were taking it kind of hard well because it would have been it would have been a completely different game once you introduce a manual click like that it would become your the entire metagame would become based around when you press that button and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it would have changed things way too much and not in a good way and not in a way worth discussing because i was completely wrong yeah. <laughs> yeah and like my my idea for like Hearthstone style heroes was like you're completely wrong as well, and and I'm and I'm really glad. I think that I think that could have still been a neat idea, but like with them being an actual unit, yeah, like it's 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 really cool. It's I I like how they do it. I don't like talent gating. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, um, I'm not a fan of that yet either. They tried it in they tried it in Hots. It sucked. Everyone hated it. They got rid of it. Yeah, it seems kind of. Um... It seems kind of restrictive. Like I almost feel like I should be playing, um, you know, probably what you started with two unlocks. So you got to unlock not, or no, you had to unlock 11 for each, right? Yep. 11. For yeah. Each. So I feel like I should knock out 22 bot games before I even really try to play ranked, you know, like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. With talent gating. Cause if I don't, I'm probably playing at a disadvantage. Yeah. Which I, nobody likes that feeling. Yeah. And I still haven't wrapped my head around how under the, like the underlords abilities work in the game yet. Like I've only played a handful of games so far and it's all been against bots because like Charlie said, I, I just don't feel comfortable hopping into a game of people yet when I don't have everything that I need at my disposal. Yeah, it's and a competitive I'm, option. It's not just yeah. like a cosmetic. <laughs> right. Um, so I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know when I'm going to hop into playing against other people at this point. Um, maybe and maybe it's just, you know, maybe that's the wrong assumption on my part. But I, I'm with you that I don't feel comfortable hopping into a competitive game if I don't have all my options available. 
And I don't yeah, fully understand them yet. If it's a not a rank ladder, I'm fine. But um, yeah, until I uh, unlock all the talent gates, I feel weird going in to play rank singles. And I don't think there's a rank duos yet, is there? No. Okay, so no, I, it's coming. I'm fine playing any mode of duos because it's not serious. But yeah, if I'm if if I have rank, I, I like to treat it somewhat seriously. And uh, same. Yep. That's that's how yeah. uh, you know you put yourself at a disadvantage not having all the options yep. and i haven't navigated through the underlords completely yet to fully understand um you know what talents to take when um you know if i'm what builds to go or i i still need to kind of figure that out um yeah hopefully in the coming week or two we can kind of do a spotlight feature on underlords and maybe talk about them with a little more knowledge but right now it just seems like they're way too new and and everybody's yep. still sort of figuring out what what goes with what yep yep so um so i'm definitely still figuring that out you guys are definitely still figuring that out um but i do think they're really cool i think they're a cool addition to the game um and i'm 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 a fan of how they ended up turning out i'm glad that we were wrong on all of it um this is why we're not game designers <laughs> okay so i i would like i would like to point out something uh interesting uh and it, this ties into the 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 duos invitational um but in the early rounds, there were very few Anisix players, and all of them, all the the Anisix players survived to the final round. Actually, there were more there were more Anisix players in the final round than Hobgen players by a wide margin, and that was not how it started off during the tournament. So it was really cool to see like there actually kind of be this meta shift mid tournament. Oh, and on top of that, the jail chain, the the new heroes got jailed in going into round two, <laughs> because that <laughs> happens at like seven o'clock at night or yeah. something like that. So right? does yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So does the jail uh, not apply until the n end of that match, though? Right? Like if it Correct. changed mid's match. Okay. Correct. Yeah, we we and that was something else we learned on the fly was that it, the game is locked into the the p the piece set uh, the the jail set for that game. Right. So. Yeah, it it seems like Anisix is capable of more, but she yeah. is also less flexible. So I can see because she kind of it, her some of her abilities directly tie into the Demon Alliance, where Hobgen can basically be placed into any alliance. So I can see why people would initially think like, oh, it's probably Hobgen because he's a lot more flexible. But if there's some sort of abusive strategy that Anisix has that allows her to, um, you know whether it be ramp up your units or whatnot, or I, I obviously don't know what they were playing there with her, but I, I could see wanting to make that change as well. It's, it's just interesting to think about how you can sort of grow within the game so quickly. You know, like you said, it started off with Hobgins, Hobgins galore. And by the end it was all demon lady. I, yeah. I think there was, um, I think there was six and E6 players and just two Hobgin players in that, in that final lobby, which mm. was definitely not the norm. The previous you know, two rounds. See, I like Anisix probably a little more just as a personal preference, and I base that on nothing other than um, some of her abilities and just uh, the idea that she ties into demons. I, I, I personally like that, but I, 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 um, I don't know. I don't know that I'm making that determination other than anything uh, cosmetics and a few talent choices. I, I, and I will say based on, like, I've gotten seven games in with Hobgen so far, so I've got a, a fair amount of his talents unlocked. But he definitely he definitely is much more suited to my play style of just being, like, hyper-aggressive. Like, I love hunters. You know, I love right-clicks. Um, and, like, and we were discussing some, uh, a potential build for him before the show, and, and uh, 
like just as I'm describing it, I'm like, that makes me like feel real good as a player. Like, even if it's yeah. garbage, I'm still going to go this build because that's, that is fun to me. You know, that yeah. is, that is my, how I'm going to have fun in this game. Even if I get steamrolled every round, you know, it, I'm still enjoying myself. And Anisix does definitely feel more like the longer the game goes, the more powerful she gets. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, she, she, her, she ramps up her strength, uh, especially when she gets access to her ultimates. Right. Um, like that demon she can cast is just oh crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now that it's everyone's gonna call that dropping the rock. Okay. All right, that's <laughs> that's what I do after the basically... podcast every day. So that 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 <laughs> um, basically that 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 golem she summons that is warlock the unit's actual ultimate in Dota two. Okay. And the ult and one of her ultimate upgrades is where she, when she summons it, it stuns all the units ar around her, around the summon. That is actually Warlock's ultimate. It, like he st he drops a golem, it stuns everything initially, and it we just call it dropping the rock. All right. Yeah. So I will refer to it as such when I think to do so. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah. There's a couple of other names, but we're not going to say them on. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> We can probably move on to hero changes now. We're going to skip yes. over um, the, uh, we covered all of the, we covered um, all the new heroes and yeah. alliances. Yeah. We didn't have any word on what they were going to change. What was currently in the game though. So, yeah. Um, so the hero changes, um, I just want to dive in mostly into um, the alliance changes of the heroes yeah. because that threw me for a loop completely because what I did was I'm like, I just read the update and I didn't read the patch notes. Ah. And I just dived into the game, and I'm like, "Oh, cool! I'm gonna, I'm going assassins. I'm gonna grab Bloodseeker. Wait, why is he no longer an assassin? <laughs> I don't understand. Yep. Or I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna go uh, warrior. I'm gonna grab Axe. Wait, Axe is no longer a warrior. I don't. What? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that threw me off a few times too. Um, yeah, the Brute Alliance, uh, the Axe being part of the Brute Alliance now is definitely jarring for me at first when I was trying to when I was trying to uh, get a fast six warrior going, and I only had five, and I'm like one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got six. Who is not? Oh, it's Axe. <laughs> Axe, you idiot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, anti mage is no longer an elusive demon hunter. In fact, they got rid of demon hunters. Uh, completely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Other than the character that became an actual demon hunter, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, so anti mage yeah, yeah. is now an elusive assassin. Um, the whole idea of demon hunter as an alliance is gone though. Um, axe went from brawny warrior to brawny brute. Um, bloodseeker went from human dead eye assassin to bloodbound dead eye. So now bloodbound gets a new uh, unit as we talked about earlier. No longer a human. No longer assassin. He still keeps Deadeye, so that's cool. Um, yeah. uh, Doom went from Demon Warrior to Demon Brute. Once again, threw me for a loop last night because I was telling Zex when we were playing uh, uh, duos, I'm like, oh. I'm going Warrior. Oh, yeah. I'm going to save up for a Doom. And then I'm like, wait, <laughs> he's no longer a no. Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yep. He's still a very good unit, though. Right. Um, uh, Enchantress, uh, grab. We, we knew this. Grabbed healer, um, as well yeah. as still savage druid. A lot of people were speculating that she would drop savage though, so it's nice to see that healer is just kind of an addition thing. Yeah. Yep. Also, we skipped over eidolon real quick. I just want to touch on that for a second because now rank three oh. eidolons are 
possible. You can get into six primordial now. Right. And uh, they ramped up how the, the, it's just basically a double from what they were at to uh, the rank three Eidolons are very strong, though. Troll yeah. Eidolon. I was saying it last night. Wasn't I saying this last night when we were playing duos? Like one of the bots went troll Eidolon and it was the most toxic crap I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. Like it was. You got like destroyed. Actual, yeah, I got st raffle stomped by a bot who decided, you know, going primordial troll was. That's my programming time to become Skynet. They're pretty dangerous now. I, I, I really like where primordial ended up. Yeah, like primordial feels really strong at six. Yeah, uh, and that's what I was playing last night when we won the first duos game that we played. I was playing primordial, mm -hmm. and uh, I, once I got to six, it was like game over at that point. Didn't I do something stupid that first game, like BTC uh, Legion Commander? Uh, you did something stupid every game, so sure. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's a fair point, but like I felt like the I got a I got a Legion Commander, and I ended up getting a BTC, and then I had an absolute idiot brain fart because legion commander mirrors all the alliances that are active so i don't need to put a ptc on legion commander it's already a bloodbound exactly blood so, i honestly but think like she was getting best attribute uh, right now um her stats don't really line up into being super strong this is just a side tangent sorry but i think she's yeah, yeah. almost crucial to bloodbound strategies right now yeah, because she get dual gives her permanent damage, so you know that'll increase every time. But yeah, like towards the end of the game, uh, uh, Legion Commander was getting like plus fifteen hundred damage on her hits. Yeah, Jeez. and I had built her, uh, and I had built into Hunter too, so she was also a hunter. So she was just chop, 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 Double chop, attacking as a blood. Yeah, that's pretty dangerous. Just lumberjacking fools. <laughs> Yeah, Legion Commander is one of my favorite units right now. Yeah, she's so fun. Yeah. Um, Nature's Prophet uh, is no longer a druid. It's an uh, it's now a well, sorry, it's no longer an elusive. Uh, it went from elusive druid to druid shaman. Uh, Necrophos. That makes sense. Necrophos went from a heartless warlock to a heartless healer. Um, Omni Knight went from a human knight to a human knight healer. Uh, Sand King went from a savage assassin to a savage insect, and uh, I think Terror Blade. Terror Blade was <laughs> Terror Blade went from a demon demon hunter to just a demon hunter. <laughs> this may be the most absurd change. They it, dropped demon it, hunter out of the game completely, essentially, and now he's just yeah. a demon hunter. Right. <laughs> this may be the most absurd change. I because love you're giving, you, I love the change. It's a oh. brilliant change. But like he hits metamorphosis, man, and he is just th chucking plasma at that it's point. So great! Like it, it was exactly what Hunter needed. I think they just didn't have that signature unit. Like yeah, Medusa was great, but like half the games you were in Hunter, you wouldn't even see her. And and like Sniper, cool. Uh, Windrunner, cool. But none of them really felt like. And now Terrorblade just feels like that carry Hunter needed that piece that ties everything together. You know. Yes, there was a lot of Hunter during uh, the duos tournament as well. Like that—that that was another notable thing. Lots of warriors, lots of hunters. Yeah, and I will say Sniper's value because we forgot to talk about it right at the top. But every single unit in the game had its HP doubled. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yep. That was Sniper a huge still game. one shots things though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like Sniper's almost no still great. Yeah, he he basically just deletes units still, and and that's a lot more valuable now. Yeah. Um, Tree and Protector went from elusive druid to druid brute, and Warlock went from a bloodbound warlock to a bloodbound warlock healer. Um, yeah, Mister Warlock got a little more effective in that regard. Yeah, 
Um, so those are the main like alliance changes with heroes. There was a lot there. So yeah, I I would like to touch on the ace changes as well because I think those are pretty big. Uh, Enigma got changed from the ace of shamans to the ace of primordials so now primordials have an ace um it, it's it's a pretty big deal <laughs> uh basically allied uh with their new ace effect allied eidolons cast malefice on their killer stunning them for 0.4 seconds every two seconds uh the effect lasts for two seconds per primordial alliance so up to six seconds uh the target takes 50 damage per alliance level each time they are stunned so um you can you can really ramp up the damage and this this also applies applies to your idol or this is for your eidolon so um it, it's it's a it's just a nice damaging ability uh you don't know that it'll always go off the way you hope because if you're getting like quickly killed how how much damage is the maleficent is going to do it's more of a damage mitigator at that point but in close fights it's definitely going to be the difference between winning and losing yeah um what are some other big hero changes that stick out to you beyond this uh medusa also uh went from ace yeah. of scale to ace of hunters yep big um, deal um made hunters better again uh, as yep. i as i said earlier medusa is a bit rare but when you get her especially now that she actually ties into hunters it's it's a lot better yep uh so her new ability is hunters deal five percent extra damage uh per hunter alliance level for each other hunter attacking the same target uh plus 15 percent chance of finding if you have at least one level of hunter alliance completed yep. um uh were those the main two ace changes yeah they changed the way gyrocopter's ace ability works um it, it previously it was pretty useless and oh. now it's still kind of useless <laughs> no i i that i assume you heard my oh no because the, the the medusa change just hit me which means we're getting and this is a, a, a um slight speculation naga sire is coming that's going to be this ace unit for um scaled okay so because i just realized medusa no longer has scaled ace yeah. he has hunter ace which is again great and then I'm, I, I suddenly started thinking, what's going to be the scaled ace then? And there's only one scaled left, and that's Naga Siren. And that's probably going to be pretty toxic. So I I was, moving on, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I just hope they don't bring uh, the, the unit back with um, the same scaled bonus, because that retaliates seem kind of garbage. I, they, they need to rework the scaled ace effect a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gyrocopter... So... Attacks from Deadeye units pierce their main target, dealing 100% damage per Deadeye Alliance level to the unit behind them. So cool if it lines up, but like hoping the AI that your Deadeye goes onto a guy, especially when they already prioritize lower health people so they move around a lot, lot more than other units, hoping that they land on a unit that has a unit behind them when they strike it. Cool, I guess, but you know, obviously, other ace effects are a lot more prevalent. Yeah. Um, the thing about Deadeye is, is that there is a range where they will no longer search for the lowest health oh, yeah. target. It, 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 it was part of the uh, Bloodseeker fix to keep Bloodseeker from running between two units back and forth wildly. Um, so I'm just saying like, in general, I, Deadeye is a little bit more mobile than other alliances just by virtue of their alliance bonus. Okay, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. good point. Uh, we already uh, talked about the new alliances uh last week's episode so if you want to listen to that along with the new heroes go back and listen to that episode we talked about all of that pretty much in depth uh yeah. the new alliances were added brute champion healer and insect uh the alliance changes though uh brawny old uh all brawny units gain 30 60 maximum h point hp for each kill they have the newest all brawny units gain 15 30 maximum hp 
for each kill by any of your team Brawny's units throughout the game. That's a huge change. It's amazing. It, yeah. it, it makes Brawny feel so much fun, or, or like a lot more fun, rather. Um, right. just, just the idea that you can sell out of a unit and not lose its bonuses towards your alliance is, is pretty great because maybe you don't, you know, you, you start with Axe thinking Axe is going to be where you're, you're going to end up and three other people farm Axe and while he gets a few kills, you, you kind of are ready to sell out of him by the time it's, you know, round 15 or 20 and you've already got your two stars and stuff and you can sell him and it doesn't matter because you'll still have that uh, bonus applied to your alliance. Um, Deadeye, in addition to the standard alliance bonus, uh, melee Deadeye units gain phasing movement. Um, demon, uh, old demon units gain, this was the old one, demon units gain plus 50% pure damage active when you have one type of demon unit on the board. The new is whenever a demon casts a spell for four seconds, all demons are silenced and the caster gains plus 50% bonus pure damage for each allied demon. Oof. All right. It's there was, th this was this was actually a big a big change. I mean, uh, it's a big change in general, but that wasn't how it originally was. When the big patch first dropped, it was they were just silenced after that point. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, for the rest of the round. So, <laughs> good job getting that shadow demon to three stars. I guess when <laughs> when God. you're watching Coop snatch all the damage up. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that I'm glad they got out of that pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, they they realized that was a bad move. But yeah, that, I mean, I this is a cool change. I, I'm really interested to see how players, uh, and again, this will tie into an underlord. How how like demon players will tie this in with an e6? Honestly, yeah, it's it feels weird. Like uh, obviously, initially you look at that and you go, okay, so when I'm in demon, I want all six demons. Um, it's not like before where you'd splash one demon for the extra alliance because you're not you're you're gonna get um you're still gonna get that slight bonus, but it's not nearly as good as it was before. You only get it for four seconds after the alt now. Um, the flip side of that though is is like if everybody's alts are going off at the same time and you're in all six demons, well, you're kind of hindering your other five for, you know, the four seconds. Um, I, I'm sure there's going to be some math or some sort of thoughts by uh, higher level players who will kind of tell you which demons are best to pair together. I, I don't think, I don't think going one and I don't think going all six is the play though. Uh, there's, there's gotta be a happy balance in there and, and then certain units pair better with one another than uh, others. What I think you're going to gonna do is you want to have what, uh, kind of a cascade effect exactly uh, where you're going to want your your first demon to cast a spell it's going to get that benefit from the 50 percent damage um, and then your your next demon is going to cast get the immediate benefit and you want all of those guys to kind of be on like kind of low cooldowns except yep. for one and that's going to be terror blade because as soon as terror blade pops he's going to hit like a grown man yeah yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, same thing with Doom. I think maybe Doom and Terrorblade aren't aren't meant to be together. Um, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. Those, I, think... Those are, I think you're right on though with that cascade idea. You like you want as much, you want as little downtime as possible between the cast while also maximizing the benefit from the fifty percent true or pure. Yeah. Um, Demon Hunter. Um, like we said earlier, removed from the game. I love this. Demon Hunters have taken up jobs on the streets of the White Spire. Other jobs. <laughs> So GTFO, they got, they got kicked out. <laughs> They're like, get out of here. We don't need you anymore. Um, uh, man, they should have should have started a union. Um, elusive, yeah, <laughs> elusive. Uh, 
the old one was all elusive units gain 25-50% evasion. Uh, now it's all elusive units have a 10-20% chance to gain plus 100% evasion and plus 35 attack speed for 3 seconds when attacked. I like this change a lot. I think it makes elusive a lot more dynamic. I'd rather have a spot. I'd rather have a proc chance to dodge all damage and also get that extra attack damage back than just the constant, you know, evasion chance of potentially missing on physical. Yeah, no, it seems better. Um, I still am not excited about elusive though. Yeah, I haven't got it. Honestly, the games I played, elusive was pretty heavy on the farm, so I haven't really had a chance to uh, try try them out yet. Yeah, you're definitely not alone in being down on elusive. Like a lot of people don't think it's really that good. Oh, really? Yeah, like like Swim hates it. He he says it's probably the worst alliance right now. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I probably trust his analysis more than mine, but uh, <laughs> like I said, I I, I, uh, I haven't got a chance to play it yet. But uh, on paper, it seems decent, but maybe not. Um, human. Uh, the old was all human. Uh, units gain a twenty, forty-four, sixty-six percent chance to silence target for four seconds <gasps> when attacking. The new is allies generate four seven ten oh. mana per second. Yeah, we didn't talk about it earlier, but Crystal Maiden had that ability stripped from her. She used to generate eight fourteen and twenty mana per two seconds, mm-hmm. uh, based on her tier level. She now has basically an ice block that she cast on other people. Uh, but yeah, human uh, human is now essentially Crystal Maiden's effect because it's per second. It's the same thing, except instead of per second, it's per or instead instead of per two seconds, it's per second. Yep. Okay, so this just put into context why one four uh, part of the reason why one four three seven was always going mage human. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, they flow into they flow into each other real nicely. But on, on on top of that, like I didn't realize that was that was the change, and that's actually pretty huge for humans. Like humans yeah. may be the most viable. I see Sven's in there. Yeah, you have a human. lot of options with humans. Yep. Yeah. Hold on. It's going to help knights, and it's going to help mages quite a bit to be in some form of human most of the time, especially since they're naturally in their alliance already anyways. Yep. Yeah, and I'm, it's already got my head spinning with uh, like new comp ideas, because I always like to go in humans, just never really got the chance to. Um, Another thing but, to note, too, is that Crystal Maiden is now a Tier 2 unit, no longer a Tier 3. And she may be one of the best Tier 2 units, to be perfectly honest. Uh, a Frostbite is... Like, we were talking about it in the Duos tournament, and yeah. all of us, like, we all agreed Crystal Maiden is, like, a force now. Yeah, it's pretty interesting how strong she is just being able to um, basically take a unit out of combat for a little bit of time. Hmm. It's basically a, a, a Lone Druid Baron Tangle. Yeah, yeah. It can as as a tier as a as a five into a five before. Exactly. Interesting. Um Primordial, we talked about this earlier. The alliance changed from two four to two four six, uh aligned for a strong rank three Edelons. Um uh Savage attack damage gain uh decrease from seven fifteen twenty-five to four eight fifteen. Valve still hasn't figured out what they're doing with Savage at this point. Um yeah, still feels it seems like bad. It- it's it's okay, but it seems right now it's very much carried on the back of Bristleback being so good. Like, if you're in Savage, it's not a bad thing, but you better have a two- or three-star Bristleback. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I'd go beyond the first-tier Savage, though, at that point. You'd just have Bristleback and someone else. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, Savage has always had the benefit of having good units in it, so that's that's always kind of kept it, you know, this good mid-rangey build. Um it might still be that. I don't I don't really have the uh I, I feel like Savage is one of those where it's really good early and then you want to get out of. Yeah, yeah. Um 
it's that's hard to argue against. There's still only the seven units in it right now, and most of them are early game units. But Sand King, Lundruid, and Bristleback are all very quality units. And if you're somehow in all three of them for some reason, I can see plugging in the Enchantress for four Savage and get the Druid bonuses. Yeah. Um, Shaman, uh, the old was units attacking a Shaman have a 17% chance of being turned into a chicken and hop four cells in a random direction. Uh, the new is units attacking a Shaman have a 17% chance of being turned into a chicken and hop two or four cells in a random direction. Uh, each shaman can only turn each enemy into a chicken once per battle. Not nearly as good anymore. Rip the chicken. It's it's not as strong, but you do have the benefit of being in shaman very early now, which wasn't really an option previously between Magnus and uh, Shadow Shaman and uh, Nature's Prophet being changed into a shaman. Yep. So um, I think it can carry you a little bit in the early game if that's where you if that's what's being given to you. It's not the worst thing in the world to grab two shamans and. Uh, Hope that the you get a little RNG chicken luck that that lets you win a few matches you might have lost, but yeah, I, I would say it's definitely not nearly as strong as it used to. Yeah, um, we got some new items, a couple new items. Um, we got the Assassin's Veil, which is a tier three item. Uh, equipped hero always attacks the enemy underlord if able. Uh, equipped heroes attacks against the enemy underlord remove ten hype, three second cooldown. Um, I I I've used this item once and I kind of like it. When I, I was using when I was using a sniper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice on a ranged unit. I think uh I don't I'd have to test it too. It might be overkill, but anti mage also has an effect now where he um burns hype as well off of his attack, not just mana anymore. So it might be great on uh to throw on an anti mage to just kind of plummet an underlord down to nothing if possible. Yeah. Wait, um did you skip an item? No, he said Assassin's Veil. Assassin's yeah. Veil. Yeah. It's listed in the uh, opposite order of your favorite one, even though it's tier three, then tier two. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the actual patch notes. Um, the second item was Celebratory Murder Gong, which is my yes. favorite named item now, um, even though the item might be garbage. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I but I grab it every time just because. Yep, same. Just because it's named I, Celebratory Murder Gong. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't need another reason to pick up this item. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a, a celebratory murder gong. Celebratory murder gong. Uh, it's a tier two item, and every time the equipped hero gets a kill, they generate twenty hype for your underlord. I, I think this is going to be something that's better as uh, as we move forward and get more underlords, especially if some underlords are dependent on rushing their hype more so than others. Um, yeah, right now it doesn't feel that good. As fun as the name is, no, <laughs> no, I, no, I it's, know it's definitely sure. bad right now. That is um, I, I think I think it, it would it's good on it's much better on ranged heroes than um, your heavy hitter you, or it's much better on your ranged heroes or your heavy hitter units, yeah. not like not so much a frontline unit but like those those units that come in the, the janitors they come in and clean up yeah yeah I like I I can see in a future where like you know we have eight different underlord options and there's a potential for everybody to be in a different underlord when the game starts and. Uh, you know, maybe assassins themed underlord is really beneficial for rushing their hype and it's easier to target who's going to get your kills with us. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like it, it has potential to be good in the future, but right now it's underlord is too limited in scope for that to be something where you're like, oh, yeah, I'd much rather have that than a helm of the undying or a target buddy. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, a bunch of item changes that came into um, big time contract. Uh, the health bonus changed from 250 to 500. Um, I have a scatty. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. 
a health bonus changed from 400 to 800. Um, fall from grace, absolutely removed. Rip. <laughs> um, healing ward, uh, heal per second changed from 20 to 40. Um, heart of Tarask, health bonus changed from 1,000 to 2,000. It's almost like they're just they just decided to double the health of a lot of these items to kind of match that they doubled the health of the units. Yep. Yeah, that's that's how I read into a lot of these changes, just uh, especially in relation to the healers faction, because all of their um, bonus is percentage based. So this kind of makes them better in that regard. Yeah. So um, um, mechanism, uh, vanguard, vitality booster all got their health bonuses doubled as well. And then tombstone armor changed from 20 to 10. <laughs> so tombstone, tombstone continues to get nerfed. While. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, it's been garbage forever now, it seems like, and now it's just even worse. <laughs> I, I feel like that should have been accompanied with a move down to tier three, because then you could at least talk about it having its, uh, you know, usefulness in the mid game where like those extra unit or two might actually buy you a, buy you a win you wouldn't have gotten, but man, poor Tombstone. Poor Tombstone. Um, but those are the major changes. That, that was a lot of stuff, and the game yeah. feels a lot different. <laughs> It yes. really does. It's And it's a good thing, too. It's not like, I mean, I know people have had, I've seen a lot of complaints about the UI, but overall, the gameplay, everybody's very happy. And if you've been one of these people that's been on the fence or not playing as much, go back to this game or try this game out because this is the mode that it's intended for. Or this is the kind of vision I feel like they were intending for. And if you're somebody who's hasn't really played the game, go find somebody who does play the game and, and hop in duos with them. Learn the game that way. You might end up having a lot of fun. Duos is like the two games that I got to play of duos last night was some of the most fun that I've had in Underlords um, since like you guys convinced me to start playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the first night that we played or the first weekend that we played and you guys were like, hey, JR, come play Underlords with us. I was just like, this game is awesome uh, because yeah. we were all playing together, right? Mm -hmm. We, we yeah. hopped in the game. We, we were sitting there chatting. The game was a lot of fun. Uh, when, when I was playing it by myself then after that, I still had fun. But it wasn't the same amount. And last night when Willie and I were playing duos, even though it was against bots, I was yeah. like, "This is this is even more fun than when you guys first brought me into the game." And it's because I can sit there, and Willie's already played duos. Um, I had watched some stuff on how duos kind of worked, and then, um, but we were able to just talk through our strategies and um, stuff like that. And and the game ended up being like very kind of chaotic as well uh it felt more fast moving uh because we're both trying to make decisions for each other um i just i don't know it just the, the game got a lot more life in it in my opinion yeah. right now yeah for sure um i i've been enjoying the changes so far and uh like i said with the future of uh more underlords being introduced i think that's when the game really starts getting fleshed out too when each Everybody has an, their own individual underlord they sort of latch onto, and there's a lot more variety. This game's gonna really be something, something to watch, you know. Yeah, and and on the like the casting side of things, like the duos mode was literally some of the most fun I've ever had casting a game, like <laughs> any game ever. It was, and you're right, Jr. It was just I, I mentioned a gear snap earlier. Uh, the 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 owner of UPL, um, as I was casting, I'm like, this is just absolute chaos. It's the most amazing thing I've ever, I've ever watched, you know, I've ever, you know, casted, you know, it was, it was like, but man, I was drained after that cast. 
like i i was ready for bed <laughs> like it was like and that's just how intense it was for me as like a caster i know um i know not everyone will you know have that that view but like whew, it like it was fun to watch it was legitimately a lot fun to watch like watching because the upgrades and everything for everyone's units were coming really really fast so it wasn't like well they're gonna slowly transition you know and you know, good stuff at some point. It was, no, here's six three-star assassins, round 15, have, go, you know? It was just <laughs> right. absolute chaos, and man. We, and I think my favorite thing about duos, too, is the fact that you never feel safe. No, because, you're always because, in danger. Because you can lose, like, 60 health in, like, one shot. <laughs> what was it? We won. We won the one game off the back of, like, did we, like, we dealt, like, 41 damage? Yeah. Like, one turn. Like, one of the final rounds uh, in the in the final uh, game for uh, duos, or, or one of the final, yeah, one of the part of the final rounds in uh, in the duos was um like two like two or three people got knocked out simultaneously. Okay. Like and and th that ended the game. <laughs> oh geez. Like yeah. everyone just exploded each other somehow. Yeah. And we were just like, wait, what? That's the end. <laughs> we, that's how we're ending this just like that <laughs> okay like we weren't even on the first i don't even remember if we were on the first place team oh geez like yeah. we were just randomly like spectating and then poof, everyone's dead bodies everywhere yeah because it's one of those things like if you um if you just like both of you, you get raffle stomped like you both lose like 20 you're losing 40 health you're losing like almost half your life in one shot. Yeah. And that's crazy. I do like how they scored it. Cool. Yeah, they are. Um, I do like how they have set up the point system. If you're, if your partner's doing well and you're not doing so well, you know, your team isn't punished overall, potentially right. not punished or not punished as hard. Yeah. You know, or it's, you know, your partner destroys someone and you get destroyed. You might still end up winning because they might've destroyed their opponent stronger than your opponent destroyed you <laughs> yeah there was there were several rounds where like one of us got wrecked but the other one did the wrecking and like we would end up with like a draw or something right yep um so i i don't know there's just so many strategies in duos that like i i just don't fully understand yet because i've only played a couple games i've only watched a handful of games and i feel like there's a lot e even like the high level players i feel like there's still a lot to explore with duos right now like a lot on what's the best strategy and what's you know is it someone wants to dump all their gold into the other player um is it um someone managing is it uh someone managing uh uh leveling up um while the other person manages uh the um uh boards on you know figuring out what units to grab or you know or or is it just you just focus on your game and your your partner focuses on their game and you just communicate back and forth on hey i need a uh some gold or i need this unit um and i don't know i i feel like there's a lot to be explored there and how to make that really function well and make it more efficient i also feel like there's a lot of work in duos in general um that valve will still need to do because i feel like this is still like this is this feels like the alpha of duos yeah yeah, yeah sure. no, it definitely is. Um, like, Valve's confirmed that there is a uh, ranked mode coming yeah. um, for duos. And I, I know there, like, there, a lot of the community has been, like, tossing suggestions um, about, like, 
duos mode. I know I've I've thrown a few suggestions I want in there. I think we talked about that before the show, that having the ability for spectators to spin the camera around the board would set up just like some absolutely amazing shots for, for like observers of this game. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's the one I want the most. Just let me spin that camera around the board. I, I can make magic with that. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird stuff like the scoreboard for duos is kind of weird. Uh, you can't really look at other people's boards uh, very yeah, well. There's no, there's no tab scoreboard either right. for duos. And that's, that's kind of a big problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff they still need to do with it, but the gameplay is pretty spot on in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think the mode in itself is the execution of the idea of the gameplay. Like you said, it's, it's pretty great. Um, just just clean up the little few problems left and then we'll have a perfect mode. <laughs> yep. Um anyway, I think that goes over everything we wanted to talk about on the big update unless you guys had anything beyond that. Um No. No. All right. We did have an email, so I wanted to get into that. You've got mail. Uh so we did get an email this week from uh uh someone named Matt uh and Matt uh Fires off this email with, uh, hi, gents, Matt from Huntington Beach, California here. Uh, I heard about your podcast on Reddit and have been a loyal Spotify listener ever since. Um, I just wanted to drop a quick note to express my gratitude for the quality content and the regular updates. Uh, I eagerly look forward to new episodes every week. Uh, so thank you for staying current, even as the game has slowed down in preparation for the big update. An idea for future episodes. Uh, perhaps everyone can weigh in on best, uh, worst heroes or alliances each week. A kind of regular analysis of the meta. Uh, might be a little difficult depending on how jail works exactly, but I think uh, some kind of regular ranking uh, would be a fun weekly feature. Uh, anyway, keep up the great work, and thank you again. Your show is a pleasant respite and the otherwise uh, interminable hell of Los Angeles traffic. <laughs> Well, thank so. you, Matt. <laughs> really appreciate the uh, email and the uh, loyal Spotify listening. Yeah. As uh, as we do kind of have a meta segment, which we've sort of dropped right now. Um, it sounds more like what he's describing, though, is like a power rankings for alliances almost. Yeah. Um, if if there was a lot of flux, I, I think there would definitely be some value in that. But if if like it stays the same and we're just saying the same thing every every week for like two months straight, it might not be as valuable. Right. But definitely with our meta segment, there, there is a, a, a section we have planned for strategy discussions and, and uh, you know, kind of um, analysis into what works in the meta. The problem is um, we haven't really been playing enough prior to the big update to really include right. that anymore. Yep. So we yeah, will probably go back to that. Yeah, and it's also one of those things where the game was changing so much we couldn't keep up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we we yeah, would we would do a show and then it would change like literally the next day. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> it was tough to keep up. So um, we we definitely will be trying to do some sort of uh, analysis of the meta though as part of the show moving forward whenever things stabilize. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, I've, I I love emails like this. I love hearing from uh, mm-hmm. listeners out there. Um, so if you want to email us as well, or if you have any questions or ideas like Matt has, uh, send us an email to younderlords at gmail.com and uh, we'll uh, read it on next week's show. Uh, and uh, if you have any questions, we'll answer the questions. Or if you, you know, just have, uh, 
hey, I think you guys should do this. Um, we love getting those too, and we'll still read it. Mm-hmm. So um, beyond that, is there anything else? I don't think so. I think it's time to probably get out of here. So um, with that said, uh, if you'd like to help support the show, uh, one of the ways that you can do that is with uh, any kind of podcast reviews. Um, the only one that I really watch, because I don't know how Spotify and Google uh, podcasts work in, in regards to reviews, uh, is over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as they call it nowadays. Uh, just head over there and leave a nice little review. And uh, if you do, we'll read it on next week's show. Uh, that's a great way to get other people uh, listening to the show. Uh, it's a great way for us to get some more listeners who may not even know that, hey, there is a Dota Underlords podcast out there yeah. uh, because there's not many. There's like <laughs> us and one other. <laughs> yeah. So much. at least that I know of. Maybe there's more. And they're, and the reason why I don't know there's more is because maybe they're not on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Leave those guys more five-star reviews too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, the more, the more, the better. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, because... That's the more content you have and the more content that is easily available for people to get is a great way for the game to grow, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, so anyway, shout outs and how can people get in contact with you, uh, Charlie? Uh, I just want to shout out um, the Valve staff and everybody that worked on Underlords to bring us this update. Uh, holy crap, you guys knocked it out of the park. I, I really appreciate all the work that went into this, and uh, I know we had to be patient for a little bit, but I think our game is finally here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BalrogFanBP, and I've been streaming a lot lately, uh, not necessarily really Underlords, but kind of all over the place, but if you have any interest in that, twitch.tv slash BalrogFan. And honestly, I'm pretty easy to do, uh, convince to play something else, so if you're looking for somebody to play duos with you notice me on just feel free to pop into my stream and say hey let's play some duos i'll probably get right into that yeah uh how about you willie uh you can find me over at uh, twitch.tv slash slash zexorus you can find me on twitter at zexorus uh you can find me friday nights um well maybe friday nights we're gonna be having a meeting about that tonight um <laughs> But Saturdays, you can usually catch me hanging around uh, UPL for now, uh, just kind of in the back scenes right now, helping out, adminning that tournament. Um, and as always, send your hate mail to zexorus at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, as for me, I wanted to give a shout out to everybody that's joined our Discord and has been hanging out in there. Uh, if you'd like to also join our Discord, it's discord.me slash yo podcast is the way that you do it discord.me slash yo podcast uh hop over there we're hoping to do some um uh games and stuff here in the near future probably you guys might these two might be more available uh because uh tuesday i leave for blizzcon and i'll be out for a week so just as a reminder there's no show next week uh because of that um, yeah, I, I realize we probably should have said that at the Probably top should have show. said that at the beginning. Most people have tuned out by now. Most people have <laughs> tuned out by now. But you know what? If you're one of the listeners that's like, no, I'm listening to the whole thing. You're hearing it. You know before yeah. all of those other people know. Those people aren't even going to know until they don't even see a show next week. Yeah. So, so you, the loyal listener. You, the loyal listener, get all the info because you waited till the end to get it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
but if if you're going to be at BlizzCon, I know this is a completely you know different genre or different gaming company over there. I will be at BlizzCon. Um, I will be um, at this event called Con Before the Storm, uh, which they have a thing called World of Podcasts, and I'm going to be on the first panel for that to talk about all Blizzard things. Uh, so if you happen to be there and you want to come say hi, go check out that panel. It's at 5 p.m. on Thursday at uh, the Hilton Hotel. Uh, so I hope to see you there. Um, if you want to find me on the internet, you can find me on Twitter at Eldorian is where you would do that. Uh, anyway, thanks for joining us for episode 10 of Yo! on Underlords Podcast. You can tweet us at Podcast Yo! or email us at younderlords at gmail.com with comments, questions, and ideas that you have for the show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>